You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Again, we will get into some of the geopolitical, political stuff, the uh, war bill that was passed on Super Bowl Sunday, $95 billion for ongoing conflicts that have nothing to do with us and benefit everybody except for the American people. We'll also talk about the just horrific massacre carried out by Israel against the formerly safe zone of Rafa killing dozens, some reports upwards of a uh, hundred women and children in their diabolical drive to eradicate the um, Palestinian people. We'll get into all of that stuff, but we're focusing on the cultural deal of the Super Bowl right now. Uh, in, in particular, a commercial from a group called He Gets Us, which is a Christian nonprofit from uh, Kansas, funded in part by the owner of Hobby Lobby. Now, the response to this has been very vocal, and there's an interesting dichotomy going on here. We have a response on Twitter from, I just, I, I like this as an example because you've got on one hand, Matt Walsh, and on the other hand, Michael Knowles. Both of these guys are Daily Wire show hosts. Very similar uh, audience, obviously. Matt Walsh's following is about twice as much as Michael Knowles uh, in terms of Twitter followers, but uh, similar size, million-plus followers. Very sort of, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, like, just just outside of mainstream, but really pretty much mainstream at this point. Daily Wire is fairly mainstream. And you've got two responses from them to this commercial. And so you have Matt Walsh with a negative interpretation and Michael Knowles with a positive interpretation. Matt Walsh says this organization has millions of dollars to spend on Super Bowl ads, pushing heretical BS to mass audience. Who are their funders? Where are they getting the money for this? Right, so very suspicious, very negative, calling it heretical. Uh, this post by Matt Walsh had 12,000 likes at the time. I think that's just about doubled since last night. But 12,000 versus Michael Knowles, who says, I'm the only, am I the only conservative Christian who totally didn't hate the He Gets Us ad? Yes, it speaks woke ease, but it's not for us. It's for secular libs. There's a risk it leads to heretical complacency, but if it gets some lost lib to even consider our Lord, I'm not totally opposed. This posted at a similar time as the Matt Walsh one has only 1.1 thousand likes. So about, about 10 times, or at this point, I think it's about 20 times as many people liking the more hardcore negative response from Michael Knoll or from uh, Matt Walsh than the understanding generous interpretation from Michael Knowles. So just a, an interesting dichotomy, an interesting signal as to how actual Christians feel in this country. We are sick of weak, complacent, subservient Christianity. And this is the thing about the commercial that's my main take when I think it gets to the heart of why so many people see this. And, and it's true. You can't quite put your finger. Cause it's like, you know, we're watching this with our kids. And at the time I'm like, this is propaganda, but then, you know, it's, it's the reason why the commercial sort of works or why it's a, a good 
psychological thing for them to do is it's like, you know, I'm not going to tell my kid like, no, you shouldn't, you should not wash people's feet. They should wash your feet. Like, yeah, it's a good message. You should want to serve your neighbor. So like ostensibly, it's not that bad of a thing. So why do people feel weird about it? And one of the reasons I think is because it's, first of all, a message for Christians. This commercial was targeted for Christians. It was, they were telling Christians not to hate people. They weren't telling other people about Christianity. They weren't saying, come on over. The water's fine. You'll be happy here. It was a message to Christians to stop hate, which I guess means the cops should debase themselves to the criminals. And if you give the cop instead arrest the criminal, he hates them. Uh, but the real big takeaway is this was not an inversion. This was a depiction because in the in the modern age, Christians are constantly being crushed by the secular left. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist and people can't identify who's a patron who isn't. We wanna identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We wanna let people know we're 1776 part two. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. So, again, we are going through this, this Jesus washing feet ad with a fine-tooth comb, trying to figure out what exactly it's saying, why it's causing such a, a division, and what it represents culturally. As, as to what's going on in America with Christianity and the, and the secular left. So again, it all rings a bit hollow when the idea behind feet washing is that, and it's in particular, the stories from the Bible of Jesus washing his disciples' feet, he didn't wash the feet of the tax collectors. He didn't wash the feet of Mary Magdalene. In fact, the other big story from the New Testament of feet washing is Mary Magdalene washing Jesus's feet with her own hair and, and weeping as she, as she prostrates herself against, uh, at, at Jesus's feet in asking for forgiveness for Jesus. And that, that lesson alone is really more about Jesus saying it's more important to sincerely desire to do good and sincerely desire forgiveness rather than the ritualistic purification that Jews were used to at the time, right? Because the Pharisee is like, you realize she's an unclean woman that's touching you right now. She hasn't done the ceremony where she kills an animal. So she's unclean. And Jesus is like, no, that doesn't matter anymore. I'm here now. I forgive her. And it's the Pharisee like, what? <laughs> what do you mean you forgive her? She has to kill the chicken. 
And uh, Jesus is like, no, no, it's different now. But that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And this is an inversion of the master-slave, master-follower relationship, which is why in the actual event, his, his disciples are so shocked at this. And it is sort of a sort of a shocking thing. It also doesn't make as much sense because washing feet at the time was because people were either barefoot or wore sandals and their feet would get dirty. It's weird in this commercial where it's like people are wearing shoes and they're taking their shoes off to have their feet washed, uh, which makes it a fully just symbolic act, not with no um, semblance of, of utility. But let's actually read the verse from the Bible that this is referencing. Uh, I don't actually have which book it's in. I think it's, I, th- I think it's John chapter, uh, chapter 13, but Jesus is wash- Jesus washes his disciples feet. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the, the father, having loved his own who were in the world and loved them to the end. The evening meal was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, son of Simon Iscariot to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the father had put all things under his power and he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began washing and began to wash his disciples feet drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him he came to simon peter who said to him lord are you going to wash my feet jesus replied you do not realize now what i'm doing but later you will understand no said peter you shall never wash my feet jesus answered unless i wash you you have no part with me then lord simon peter said not just my feet but my hands and head as well Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean, which is interesting to me because he hasn't actually betrayed him yet, but he will. So it's the intention to do bad that is, uh, makes you unclean. But anyway, it says, when he had finished washing their feet and he put on his clothes and returned to his place, do you understand what I have done for you? He asked them, you call me teacher and Lord and rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, uh, very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So again, the takeaway here is that this was a, Inversion. This was it was shocking to the to the disciples because they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're the la- you're the Lord. You're the leader. You're the teacher. You aren't supposed to wash our feet. We're supposed to wash yours. And he's saying, no, this is an inversion. I'm willingly subjecting, you know, becoming a subject of you for this symbolic moment. See, that kind of rings hollow when you've got American Christians washing the feet of. LGBT activists or washing the feet of minorities in this country or, or cops washing the feet of, of uh, criminals because in modern America, it's pretty obvious who has the upper hand, who walks all over the other, right? Christians in this country are continuously beaten down by their secular counterparts. So this isn't as much an inversion as just a display of debasement of Christians at literally at the feet of people who despise them. So I think they're missing the point here a little bit. And the other, you know, takeaway from this is that the message of this commercial 
is directed at Christians. Again, theoretically, what this would be would be like a message to the non-Christians, a message to the LGBT activists, a message to the uh, abortion havers that basically you don't need to be scared of Christians. See, Christians are nice. We'll wash your feet. And the idea that I guess this would get through to the to the non-Christians that they would be like, oh, okay, Christians are 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 pathetic and and will serve me so i guess i should look into what their religion is like this doesn't make any sense you're saying this doesn't make any sense so when michael knowles is like hey if this gets one liberal to you know actually consider jesus then that's good and it's like well okay if that was the mission there's like 10 million other ways 10 million other commercials they could make that might actually get through to people might actually make them think hey gee my life is kind of miserable. I am constantly, you know, doing drugs and, and having promiscuous sex. I'm doing all these things that are, that are not good for me. Maybe I should try Christianity. Maybe they have a way out of this cycle of misery and, and desperation. So just to say like, well, it could potentially, maybe somebody could be changed by this. That's not a good excuse at all. And clearly the message is to Christians. It says Jesus didn't preach hate. So I guess the insinuation is that if you don't debase yourself to the Muslims, if you don't debase yourself to the criminals and the people having abortions and, and political activists who want the government to make your job illegal, uh, you hate them. You must hate them, I guess, which is stupid. That's stupid. To oppose something doesn't mean you hate the person doing the thing. That seems like a pretty basic Christian understanding to me. You don't have to hate the the young woman having an abortion, but you should probably hate the abortion. You don't have to hate the criminal as a human being with a soul, but you should probably hate the crime that targets and, and victimizes innocent people. You're not supposed to love that, right? The cops aren't supposed to serve the criminals. This is an inversion of reality. It's an inversion of, of the Christian culture that we have. And again, it's, it's Jesus didn't teach hate, which again, I guess is, is supposed to be a message to the people that think Christianity does teach hate. But that seems to reinforce that message. It seems like it's a message to Christians saying, hey, you need to stop hating everyone. To which the liberal would say, yeah, you do, Christians, you hateful Christians. That's the thing. So when Michael Knowles is like, this will, this might convince a liberal to think about Jesus. And it's like, why should they? The message to the liberals is Christians should be washing your feet. It's you're not doing anything wrong. It's Christians who are wrong for hating you, even though we don't, we don't hate leftists. We don't hate illegal immigrants. We hate violating laws. We hate taking advantage of good people by the, the exploitative nature of, of immigration or crime. And it costs millions of dollars to, to put this message out. So again, it reinforces the idea that Christians are somehow hateful for not capitulating or, or debasing themselves before people who hate them. And the message to liberals is Christians should be washing your feet. Why would a Christian have to change? The message to them is you're good. Keep doing what you're doing. It's us Christians that need to serve you. 
That's the message they got. That's the message they took away from that. Pathetic and inverted. Again, just sort of satanic in a lot of ways. And again, it just, it rings hollow in a culture where Christians don't have the upper hand. It's not our religion that's taught in elementary schools. It's the gay religion. It's the rainbow flag religion. It's not, you know, you don't have uh, anti-Christian protesters being thrown into prison for 10 years. It's the Christian protesters who protest abortion clinics who have their door kicked down and a gun pointed at their children as they're hauled into federal prison for a decade. So, again, this is what rings hollow. It would be one thing if it was like, hey, hey, Christians, let's chill out a little bit. We, we should be serving our neighbors rather than oppressing them. But the Christians are the ones being oppressed in this country. The Christians are the ones who are having their religion targeted I mean, it's, I mean, not just America, in the UK, there's a woman who was arrested for silently praying outside of an abortion clinic. It's the, the migrants who are getting the benefits and who are, you know, it's the, it's the American veterans who are being kicked out of their home to allow migrants in. So this isn't an inversion of the master-follower, master-slave relationship. It's an expression of it. It's... Debasing. And the other thing is like, like nobody wants their feet washed. No, nobody wants that. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. So it's not like the left is washing this. Be like, they'll wash my feet. It's like nobody washed. If you do like somebody washing your feet, it's because you have some sort of sick power fantasy you're playing out. Or if you're like, yeah, wash my feet, Christian. It's like, ugh, you don't want those people. We don't want those people to, to enjoy this commercial all very odd and and uh wrong and bad and most people recognize this i mean the response on twitter has been hugely negative to this ad and again the message is strange because obviously it's not going to convert anybody it is a message to people who are already christian telling them to debase themselves at the feet of sinners that's what that message was that's what came across to me and came across to most people i think but it's got 3.1 million views. Let's look at the numbers now. Uh, on, on Twitter, at he gets us, says, Jesus washed the feet of friends and enemies. Uh, kinda. Kinda. He washed the feet of his servants, again, as an inversion of the master-servant relationship. And one of those servants was about to betray him, and he knew that, but he still washed his feet. So I guess you could say he washed the feet of his But he didn't wash the feet of Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene washed his feet. He didn't wash the feet of the tax collector. He converted them and they abandoned their tax collection to follow Jesus. He didn't wash the feet of the bankers. He flipped over their table and drove them out with a whip. So I think you're missing the point of Jesus in a very huge way here. He gets us. So it's got uh, 1.8 thousand likes. So 3.1 million views. Less than 2,000 likes. Not a popular ad, okay? Obviously not popular with the non-Christians who would have just seen this as funny, probably. And also there's the racial thing. I mean, it's not, it's not 
completely. I saw everybody like, oh, so all the people washing feet are the white people washing the feet of the non-white people, which it isn't that. There's a one of them was a black woman washing the feet of a Hispanic woman or something. But in general, it is reinforcing the cultural uh, understanding that we all have that the old white Christian people, uh, traditional moralists, should be washing the feet of the people who reject that the non-white people, the minorities, the sexual deviants, the, you know, freaky weirdos. Like, they're, they're I guess, the good guys, um, and the Christians are the hateful ones for not debasing themselves in front of that. That's the message that I get from this, obviously. Michael Cassidy is the man who now faces a felony hate crime charge for tearing down the satanic display that was put up during Christmas this year. Uh, he says, John five fourteen. afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said, to him, said unto him, behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto, the, unto thee. Sin no more. Y'all need to be teaching that and repentance. That has 500 at least more likes than the actual video itself, which again, just gives you a message of where we are. And, and I mean, this is a great example. Mike, or, uh, yeah, Michael Cassidy and the, the satanic display is a wonderful example. You can tear down a, a Christian display and be celebrated for it. You can burn an American flag and be celebrated as a free speech warrior. If you burn an LGBT flag, you can face 15 years in prison. People have been sent to prison for over a decade on hate crime charges for burning an LGBT flag in America. People have been, this guy, Michael Cassidy, is facing a, a hate crime charge, which means that it's, it's an accelerated, advanced charge. It means that not just are you being charged for what you did, but there's an extra couple of years that'll get tacked onto your sentence because it was a hate crime for damaging a satanic temple display. That doesn't have, there's literally not a function in the judicial system or in law to have hate crime put on people who are anti-Christian. Like you can't, under law, Christianity is not a protected status, minority status group. So if you commit a crime against Christians or a crime against white people, there's no hate crime charge that can be added to it. Right? Yeah, Black Lives Matter, right? Uh, um, Enrique Tarrio being sent to prison for burning a Black Lives Matter flag, despite the fact that Black Lives Matter, it was a flag hanging on a church that Black Lives Matter tried to burn down. So Black Lives Matter tries to burn down a church. The response is, you people are heroes. Thank God for Antifa. Uh, the church will now hang your banner on its wall. But if you burn that banner, then you get sent to prison for a hate crime. So again, that's why all of this rings hollow. Christians are not in charge in this country. Christians are not the oppressive group. Christians are not, you know, the ones sending their dissidents to prison for hate crimes. It's not pro abortion protesters that are sent to prison. It's the Christians that are sent to prison. It's the Christians that are charged with hate crime for destroying satanic displays. It's Christians that are sent to jail for protesting abortion. So that's where all of this is not just meaningless or pointless, but inverted and the opposite of what the message should be teaching is. Of course, I said pretty sickening to see Christianity used to promote an obviously leftist political message. It cheapens and debases the spiritual significance of Jesus Christ. So I have about four times as many likes on that post than the video itself has likes. So people don't like this. People don't want this. People don't want to be told that being Christian is hateful. 
They don't want to be told that standing up for your faith is somehow antithetical to your faith, that somehow in order to express love, you have to debase yourself and allow yourself to be oppressed and abused by people who despise you. Nobody wants that message. Nobody likes that message. Nobody resonates with that message. Certainly not Christians and certainly not non-Christians. Nobody resonates with this message. This is, and it was clearly, it's clearly a leftist propaganda, right? That shouldn't be confusing to anybody. Again, you have people with this like overly generous interpretation where they're like, no, but Jesus was a social justice warrior. It's like, no, he wasn't. (laughs) I'm sorry. He wasn't. If he was, if you want to make that argument, then he was a rebel against the uh, uh, satanically influenced rabbinical leadership of the Jews at the time and the Roman oppression of their subject people under imperialism. So that's not America. America doesn't have either one of the, well, theoretically, America doesn't have either one of those things. And again, the actual story from the Bible was Jesus washing his apostles' feet. An inversion of the master-follower relationship rings pretty hollow when it's American Christians washing the feet of people who walk all over them constantly. Uh, Beardson at Beardson Beardley says, Jesus did not tolerate sin. He did not wash the feet of the woman at the well. He reprimanded her and told her the truth. You are committing idolatry by creating a version of Christ in your image, all for the sake of modernism. That has 6,000 likes compared to the less than 2,000 likes on the actual commercial itself. So again, this is about the, the desire to turn Jesus into some sort of leftist idol of debasement and subjection to the will of non-Christians versus the upholding of Christian beliefs in the face of blatant oppression by a secular, frankly, satanic government that we operate under right now. So nobody likes this. Nobody wants this. Christians don't want this. Non-Christians don't want this. Everybody who's worth anything recognizes this. Damani Felder also saying, ah, yes, perverting the biblical message to promote the tolerance of left-leaning degeneracy. Very good. Lucifer is pleased. You have pleased your master, the devil, you fake idolatrous Christians. You know, I think it's a, a good interpretation from Beards and Beardley because he, he sort of get, hits it right on the head. They aren't actually promoting Jesus. They're warping and perverting Jesus into what they want him to be. And the the political messaging in this is overt. It's over the top. This is politicizing religion in a way that is disgusting and hugely uh, heretical, if not outright blasphemous. So I think we've covered that. I think we've thoroughly destroyed that little piece of propaganda. Hope it's all clear now. Uh, We'll go to a uh, parody of this that Devin Stack from Blackpilled put out in just a second. I do want to tell you that Bod Ease is back in stock and 40% off. That's the turmeric supplement. Turmeric has been used as a medicinal herb for thousands of years, well recognized for its incredible uh, anti-inflammation properties. And it's been studied uh, with modern science. It's really proven just how effective this all-natural 
an ancient supplement is. Paired with black pepper, Bodies is a turmeric supplement that takes advantage of the power of turmeric with over 95% of its active ingredients. Because turmeric contains some of those powerful antioxidants, we decided to pair it together with other powerful ingredients, including five different herbs and extracts for the ultimate boost for you and your family. And again, you can just go look at turmeric supplements on the shelf. You'll be lucky if you get like 30% curcuminoids. Uh, we have 95%. Incredibly powerful supplement on sale now at 40% off. Now here is that uh, the remade Super Bowl ad from uh, Devin Stack. Christian child washing the feet of the drag queen, debasing himself before the clowns. Why not wash the feet of the devil? Why not wash the feet of the demons and the monsters? Why not show the, the nice, upstanding Americans just serving the specter of death and chaos and misery that despised them? Might as well, right? It's not like you're supposed to stand up for anything. The enemy doesn't sleep. Black build from De uh, Devin Stack. Very good stuff. Here is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more that was dr judy mikovitz top research scientist without me even asking her telling everybody how incredible this product is and it's finally back in stock nitric boost is 40 percent off at infowarstore.com and it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out it does so many incredible things god gave us this compound so many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product so get your amazing nitric boost today at infowarstore.com you need to experience the health the vitality the stamina the libido everything that comes with nitric boost you've looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes 
Well, I'm not a scientist like you. What is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do? Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why seeing. is it particularly the athletes? Um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create, they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. Mm. So constricted blood vessels too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost, exclusively available, 40% off right now in stock, ready to ship nitric boost infowarstore.com try it support the infowar it's a 360 win please go to infowarstore.com and get amazing products like next level foundational energy I don't have time to tell you about it just go research it it is incredible just get it and you will be amazed and then at least you know you're funding the operation get a copy of my book that keeps me on air Signed or unsigned, fundraisers to sign copy, The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next renaissance, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal. We're going to move on to a bunch of other news here. We're also going to open up uh, Twitter spaces for your comments later in the show. Not sure if we'll take calls or just do, maybe we'll just do Twitter spaces today. But we will... Open that up in just a moment. Just some other news from around the world. Another right-wing victory, not far-right, but center-right victory in uh, European elections. Stubb, elected president in NATO Finland, vows no relations with Russia until the end of the war. Center-right National Coalition Party leader Alexander Stubb has been elected new president of Finland in a vote that marks a new era in the Nordic country. No longer neutral, how a NATO member with a fiercely anti-Russian political class. Stubb narrowly won the election today, defeating Liberal Green Party member Pekka Havisto, who has conceded a defeat. To say that Stubb is pro-European, a strong supporter of Ukraine, and somebody who has taken a tough stance towards Russia is not much, because the same could be said about Hasvisto. Uh, there's no space in contemporary Finnish politics for any nuance when it comes to Russia. Reuters reported, reported he declared himself winner in the runoff vote, securing 51.6% of the votes as 99.7% uh, of ballots had been counted against Havisto's 
uh, 48.4, Justice Ministry showed. In Finland, the president has significant power as head of state overseeing security and foreign policy. This now includes the NATO hardline stance towards Russia, which shares a long border with Finland. NATO is uh, the, the main source of contention in Europe today. The NATO chief says Trump's comments on abandoning alliance endangers U.S. and European troops, which is sort of one of the, the brilliant things about starting wars is once you do it, you're committed. You have to keep doing it. So if NATO hadn't aggressively expanded towards Russia multiple times in multiple waves over the last several decades, then there would be no danger. But since they have, there is, right, since they have aggressed against Russia, since they have backed Russia into a corner, since they have routinely created circumstances in which Russia, for its own survival, had to take military action. Now, NATO is at risk of all-out conflict, and so it's almost like you have to keep supporting it. That's one of the one of the beautiful things about war from the mindset of psychopathic globalist whose geopolitical constructs are intended to last forever regardless of their usefulness. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg addressed a media conference at NATO headquarters in Brussels earlier this month, and he hit back against any suggestion countries within the alliance would not defend one another after former President U.S. Uh, US President Donald Trump said he would not abide by the collective defense clause at the heart of the alliance of elected. In what would be a stunning abandonment of decades-long core U.S. commitment, Trump, who's running for re-election in November, said during a campaign event Saturday he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want to any NATO members that doesn't meet spending guidelines and would not offer such country U.S. protection. So again, this goes back to what Trump was saying about NATO six years ago when he was saying you're not paying your fair share saying we have these agreements with nato where everybody is every country is supposed to put forward towards the common defense some percentage of the gdp and none of the european countries are meeting their obligations meaning america is footing the bill for securing all these countries and he's saying if you don't hold up your end of the bargain why should we hold up ours it's called the art of the deal it's called using leverage to get what you're due. So this isn't about abandoning NATO and saying you get to be attacked by anybody for whatever. It's saying if you want us to defend you, you need to uphold your end of the bargain. You're supposed to pay some amount. It's not even a big amount. Like we're paying billions upon billions of dollars to fund and arm NATO for the benefit of these other countries who refuse to give like half of the percent of their GDP towards NATO that they're obligated to under the treaties that they've signed. So again, this is about the rules-based order being whatever the hell they say, regardless of the rules or not, right? If the rule says, if the rules-based order says countries in NATO have to give this much of their GDP and they're not, and pointing that out is considered dangerous and asking that they actually uphold and adhere to the rules is considered a a threat to them like that's it's sort of like the encapsulation of the so-called rules-based order it means nothing it means nothing because they get to violate it whenever the hell they want and if you try to actually uphold the rules-based order you're the bad guy in the same way that the rules-based international order under nato the nato agreement article 5 says if a nato member is attacked or somehow damaged by a non-nato member it ob obligates all, all of the other nato countries are obligated to go to war 
in defense of the country that was attacked. Now, Germany has had its Nord Stream pipeline destroyed by America or, as some people interpret it, by Ukraine. Ukraine's not a NATO member. Germany is. NATO, if, if Ukraine attacked a NATO country, that should invoke Article 5, just like how the Ukraine bombed Poland by accident and tried to blame it on Russia, but it was turned out obvious that it was Ukraine. Well, wouldn't that be a violation of NATO's sovereignty and activate Article 5 under the rules-based order? But no, when the rules-based order goes against what they want, it's ignored. And this is how the rules-based order really works. And the entire war in Eastern Europe is designed and, and whether it's a in the view of the globalists, just a positive side effect, or whether it's the point, Germany is basically collapsing because of it. The stories at InfoWars. Germany is in really big trouble. Perfect storm of terrible trends paints a bleak picture. Things are not great in Germany. Again, InfoWars.com. A confluence of economic stagnation, high energy prices due to anti-nuclear idiocy, and the highest corporate distress rates in Europe suggest Deutschland is in for a sharp contraction, a sentiment shared amongst fund managers, credit traders, and crestfallen German executives moping around Davos last month, according to Bloomberg. The bad news is continuing to pile up after the economy shrank in the final quarter of last year. Downbeat early surveys for 2024 signal there's little respite ahead. So that's because energy is massively expensive in Germany because of the uh, sanctions on Russia or Russian natural gas that they depend on. Uh, also, the lack and actual purposeful dismantling of the nuclear power grid that came about because Angela Merkel was elected following the Fukushima disaster and promised to dismantle the very effective and efficient uh, nuclear program that Germany once operated under. So, the German economy is being destroyed now as in a supposedly in, in an attempt to mitigate that they've brought in millions upon millions of foreigners from Syria and Turkey and elsewhere. Those foreigners, the vast majority uh, go on welfare, don't actually have jobs. I think 40% of the migrants in Germany actually have jobs. I think 60% don't, they live off welfare. So Obviously, just like it's happening in France, in the UK, in Sweden, in Ireland, and everywhere else, they bring migrants in to prop up the economy as if that's even a good reason, as if that's even a good excuse to replace wholesale the population of your country with foreigners who despise you. It's not, but even if that was a good excuse, it's not actually happening. The economy is getting worse because of the migrants, in addition to the crime and the judicial system getting backed up and the overall general strife that it's creating amongst uh, the population politically, uh, nothing but negatives. So either the people that are running NATO in Germany and carrying out this war in Ukraine are just accidentally destroying their own countries or it's on purpose as a part of a wider collapse of the Western world and the uh, former hegemonic superpower America and in Europe, Germany, in order to usher in the alternative, which is BRICS, which is at the end of the day controlled by exactly the same people. So there's that. And again, we're going to uh, continue in the world news. We'll get into what uh, Israel is doing in Rafa. It's 
just gut-wrenching, so stay tuned for that. We'll get into that on the other side. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here, and we'll open up spaces for your input in the third and final hour of this program. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, sold out for five months. The number one strongest turmeric in the world. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric. It's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid. Okay? So this is like, I guess the example is like, instead of eating, you have to eat like... You have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. The all-time fan classic Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And... Even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have Nitric Boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes after the spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovic has talked about this for 40% off as well. And this is selling out, but despite that, it's still 30% off. It's next level foundational energy, the methylfolate, the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source. Popeye takes spinach. That's why it's so strong. What's in that? Folic acid. This is the breakdown concentrate of folic acid after the cells break it down. So this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in, in, in a race car, okay? So you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous. I can't even take this, okay? Okay, I turn into a psychotic goblin, okay? okay but I'm just telling you right now, you want next level foundational energy, get it, infowarstore.com. I'm not perfect, I'm under a lot of stress, but if I didn't have the supplements we have, we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsStore.com, and that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds that clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillators, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boosts. It costs us so much to make. And now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, nitric boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates. Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther. Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, just started taking that. And, uh, boy, three pills, the uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I, I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I'll, I'll cut down to one. And, uh, it, it, it's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back. So Well, I'm you glad you mentioned that because it's methylfolate, the breakdown of folic acid, and a lot of people, particularly Europeans, don't absorb all of the folic acid. So it's not a stimulant. It's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational. And, and was I lying to you or, or did it not work? 
No, it, it was top notch. And I was, I was actually taking Red Pill Plus before, and that's got a little folic acid in it. I think there was a little buildup from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch. It's a great product. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic acid's great and it's in real Red Pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of it. That's exactly it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal. There's a lot of uh, terrible stories out today. Let's just, go, let's just go through some of them, shall we? In terms of, uh, or in the topic of the invasion, it continues unabated. Bill Malugin reports almost 7,000 illegal aliens encountered in one day. The Tucson sector was the highest with 2,500. Seems like every day the story sounds almost the same. Thousands of illegals crossing the border and the mainstream media hardly cares. The reality is this is an everyday occurrence. On Saturday, there was a total of almost 7,000 encounters with illegal aliens at the southern border. Of that, 2,500 were in the Tucson sector in Arizona. A significant portion of the gotaways in this sector are on an Indian reservation land. This area has no wall and zero media access. And it's also a method by which the cartels avoid American law enforcement since the, um, since the Indian reservations are under their own administration and are able to keep out the American authorities, the cartels have found them convenient uh, areas to act. TGP reported on Saturday, the Gateway Pundit reported on Saturday, that almost 6,700 illegal encounters in one day this past week. Over 1,000 of those were in the San Diego sector. Top four countries that these illegals are from is Colombia, China, Brazil, and Mexico. Since Texas Governor Greg Abbott locked down the border in Eagle Pass, illegal aliens and smugglers have simply shifted their locations. Arizona and California are wide open for illegals to cross into the U.S., as the Gateway Pundit reported earlier this month. Thousands of migrants in New York are quietly collecting welfare through a rule change brought about by the Governor Hochul. Hochul administration is quietly using taxpayer dollars to gift cash payments to thousands of migrants who don't qualify for typical welfare assistance. The Post has learned. This is from the New York Post. The cash windfall was made possible by the State Office of Temporary and Disability Assistance, modifying its safety net assistance program's eligibility rules in May to include non-citizens with pending applications for legal Asylum status. So obviously, uh, some people are getting asylum hearings scheduled a decade in advance. We'll literally be given a, a court day where they say, come on into America. You're welcome to stay, and you are now an asylum seeker, despite not actually fleeing from an oppressive government, despite not actually literally applying for or like qualifying for asylum. But as long as you say that you are, then we put you in the system, give you a court date that you really don't even have to go to 10 years from now. And until then, uh, you go ahead and collect welfare, courtesy of the American taxpayer. The announcement was made through the under-the-radar message the agency sent out to social services agencies across the state. The OTDA declined to reveal how many migrants have received SNA checks, but estimates that 90% of New York's current migrant population won't see additional benefits under the rule change 
They're already seeing benefits, obviously. With more than 173,000 migrants coming into the Big Apple since spring 2022, if only 10% of those migrants were eligible for SNA payments, the number of recipients could, rece- could exceed 17,000 in New York City alone. More than 66 migrants currently remain in the city's care. ODTA spokesman Anthony Farmer uh, insisted SNA payments to migrants are only a small portion of the $4.3 billion Hochul has already set aside to ha- handle the migrant crisis in the absence of new federal aid. So again, just, just a massive, massive nation-ending issue that continues to just be facilitated and carried out with the cooperation of the Border Patrol and the people vested with the power to defend us. From Infowars.com, story by Ben Warren, Gaslight Supreme, Mayorkas says, we don't bear responsibility for the border crisis. Oh, they don't bear responsibility. But, but, there was somebody in uh, Tennessee, I believe, who apparently said something about using deadly force against the migrants, saying, I'm going to go down there and defend the border myself. Uh, He has been arrested and uh, is now facing domestic terrorist charges. So they don't have responsibility. They don't bear responsibility. But also they will throw you in jail if you try to do the job that they are supposed to. On Sunday, Homeland National Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas had the audacity to claim that the Biden administration does not bear responsibility for the border crisis, despite, amongst other things, terminating the national emergency at the southwest border, revoking a Trump-era executive order that was designed to ensure there was meaningful enforcement of U.S. immigration laws, issuing an executive order protecting, protecting DACA recipients, unveiling the U.S. Citizenship Act, which would provide amnesty to millions of illegal aliens in the U.S., demonstrating intent towards rewarding illegal border crossers with a past path to citizenship and announcing a 100-day moratorium on deportations and immigration enforcement, effectively providing amnesty to criminals and other removable aliens. And that's, again, just the very, very tip of the iceberg. It is a much longer list than that, but that at least is some of the most egregious actions of the people who now completely deny any responsibility whatsoever for what's going on. And since Biden was sworn in as president of January 2021, there have been at least 7 million encounters near the southern border while the government deals with a backlog of more than 3 million asylum cases in U.S. courts. Asylum cases, by the way, I remind you, can be thrown out without prejudice. I mean, just none of these people are actual asylum seekers, which again takes us back to the you know, uh, anti-Christ propaganda that we were just showing and discussing, where you've got the suburban housewife washing the feet of the illegal immigrant. And, you know, it is, it's right to, as a Christian, on your own volition, not at the behest of a all-powerful government, like not at, not at the command of a oppressive government forcing you and taking your tax dollars to do it. But as a Christian, you should have charity towards people that are really in distress. And as a nation, I think it's a good thing that we can provide a safe harbor for people who are actually fleeing oppression. That's very different than allowing yourself to be taken advantage of by somebody who does not qualify for asylum, but is exploiting your goodness to illegally take advantage of it. Does anybody get this? Anybody understand the difference between saying, oh man, that person has cancer. We better, uh, you know, it's, it's a, the Christian thing to do to give them charity and to help them 
versus, oh, this person is pretending to have cancer in order to get funds from the cancer charity. You're saying that's not actually a, a good, beneficent, loving thing to allow somebody to steal from you, to allow somebody to lie to you in order to qualify for benefits they don't actually deserve. That's not a Christian, morally upright thing to do. That's not a uh, virtue to be taken advantage of is not a virtue to be abused is not a virtue, but who am I to say I'm not a billionaire with a propaganda outlet that can afford Super Bowl commercials. Uh, meanwhile, from National Pulse, forever chemicals in tap water spread cancer, studies suggest. Per and polyfluoral alcohol, alcohol substance, better known as PFAs or forever chemicals, appear to cause cancer to metastasize, according to a new peer-reviewed study. Forever chemicals are near ubiquitous in nonstick cookware and everyday household items, also present in specialized substances, including the foam used by firefighters, who are at a 21% greater risk of developing colorectal cancer than the general population. Researchers at the Yale School of Public Health have now confirmed exposure to forever chemicals causes colorectal cancer cells cultured in petri dishes to migrate to new locations, indicating they could also cause cancer cells in the body to spread. Even in households where non-stick pans and other items made with PFAs are carefully avoided, almost half of U.S. tap water now contains forever chemicals, and they are detectable in the body of some 97% of Americans, the multinational 3M company agreed to a multi-billion dollar settlement with various states and municipalities last year for its part in contaminating the country's water with forever chemicals, reminding you once again that Alex Jones was right the entire time, that InfoWars has been right the entire time, and as they make fun of us for selling water filters, it is the water filters, that could save you from getting cancer. I'm no doctor, I'm not making a medical claim here. I'm just telling you to protect yourself from the poison that's in the tap water, as we've reported for decades here, been mocked and ignored only for the problem to get to such a point that it's impossible to reverse. And now they're willing to admit that, yeah, they should have been paying attention the entire time. Incredible. Very similar story here. CDC's own scientists found masks ineffective for covid but the agency recommended them anyway. The CDC's own scientists conducted studies showing N95 respirators are no more effective at stopping viruses than surgical masks, yet the agency issued guidance contradicting those in other studies showing both types of masks are ineffective at stopping the spread of COVID-19, according to an investigation by independent journalist Paul D. Thacker. Um, because everything our government says is lies, everything is designed to kill and humiliate us, and uh, more and more people are waking up to it thanks to outlets like InfoWars. Keep us online, keep us on the air, keep us fighting back against these psychopath mass murderers by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Defend yourself and support us. But folks, we're standing up for our rights, we're standing up for your rights, we're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsStore.com, then I I'm not griping at you, I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsStore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that he'll touch your heart to decide to support us. InfoWarsStore.com. It's been sold out. It's back in stock. Reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. 
vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects, and I mean good ones. I'm going to leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next Level Foundational Energy, InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. The enemies of humanity have been very good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity. Absolutely. And so we have the t-shirt. Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against a globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is a fundraiser. Keep InfoWars on the air so we can promote and support Team humanity i want to thank you all for your past support but i want to encourage you all now to understand that this is a revolution against the globalists and it is so critical now to signal the fact that you are part of team humanity we're told humans are the problem we're told we're killing the earth we're told all this garbage so we hate ourselves and stand down and roll over and die we're not going to do that get your team humanity shirts now at infowarsstore.com and i thank you all for your support